Hello again, ladies and gentlemen and wrestling fans. Welcome to another edition of This Week in History. This week we are looking at the week of May 28th to June 3rd. And I want to thank you for joining us on your Thursday afternoon lunch hour. And we are currently on Facebook and on YouTube. And of course, you can always catch us later on on podcasts on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, anywhere you get your podcasts from. We are available all the time just by clicking on your favorite podcast network. I want to remember that we are sponsored by CoolBet. And they want you to stay cool, bet responsibly. And they are a sponsor of all our shows that we do, including Fantasy Warfare Tournament and the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast, which unfortunately we missed last week due to uh, family illnesses. And uh, yeah, family comes first. Wrestling will always be there for us, but family is forever. And so we want to make sure that uh, we take care of everybody and reach out to those that we love and care about, especially during COVID time. Call up somebody, ask them how they're doing. And uh, yeah, it could be a life-saving or at least a very comforting thing to do uh, just for those that you care about. Uh, COVID can wreck you physically and emotionally, and we want you to reach out for that. Uh, we said uh, CoolBet is our sponsor, and they're the ones who are presenting this championship belt as part of the Scumbags Prediction League. And you can always join us for each and every pay-per-view from WWE, NXT, AEW, and Impact Wrestling. Make your right predictions, get enough points, and win this title just before WrestleMania 38. So go to our website, Scumbags Wrestling dot ca for more details and you can also go to our store at pro wrestling tees where pro wrestling tees backslash scumbags wrestling you can find four designs of ours and as always the ontario indie comic book uh, cover will be going to support steven's wrestling journey and steven's hearts for chiari research at children's hospital in uh, six Kids Hospital in Toronto. Uh, we just recently made a $500 donation, and we are not stopping at that. So be sure to stop by our Pro Wrestling Tees store and buy that shirt. Support Steven's place and Steven's wrestling journey. And, yeah, get a great shirt at the same time. So now that all that's out of the way, and we're four minutes uh, plus into this, I'm going to bring in the guy who puts this together for our history lessons Jonesy in Niagara Falls. How are you today, Jonesy? I'm doing pretty damn good. Um, yeah, you know, this week we got some some great stuff in here. So I'm looking. And also we have some bad stuff. There's some brain tumors in this one, I think. Some depressing stuff. So but we're going to cheer it up with a lot of wrestling card stuff, too. Yeah, we got some uh, decent events that are there. Some title changes, a uh, handful of birthdays. Yeah, it's a good uh, mixture of uh, items on this week's uh, list. So whether it's good, whether it's bad, it is part of uh, history and what makes uh, wrestling what it is for all of us to enjoy. So if you're ready to start, let's dive in with the start of May 28th. 
Okay, May 28th. We got 55 years ago in Minneapolis, Minnesota, Crusher and Dick the Bruiser defeated Larry Henning and Harley Race to win the AWA World Tag Team Championship. Aren't they ugly? You know whaters. A bunch of grizzled old veterans. Ago. Sorry? A bunch of grizzled old veterans for yes, sure. Yes, grizzled old veterans. They weren't uh, very much 45? in shape. They were... Yeah. Sorry. They weren't so good. The, too good a shape. They were just those guys that you would find at a bar or on a construction site. Uh, just wife beater tank uh, tops and cigars hanging out of their mouth. Yeah, nothing fancy, just roughness. 45 years ago, Satoru Sayama makes his professional wrestling debut for New Japan Pro against Shokai. Uh, Saturo would be better known as Tiger Mask, which was based on an anime of the same name. Uh, he would become the only wrestler to win and hold both the NWA and WWF Junior Heavyweight titles in June of 83 on back-to-back -back days. After an injury, he would uh, regain both titles yet again and would shock the world in August of 83, retiring at age 25. He became a martial arts trainer before returning to the ring for the Japanese version of the UWF in 84. And post-retirement, Sayama wrote a book on his experiences in the business and pulled back the curtain for a Japanese audience. He founded Shuto, a martial arts discipline, and occasionally competing, sometimes as a trainer, sometimes as a promoter. He founded Real Japan Pro in 2005. He has wrestled as recently as 2016. Hmm. 21 years ago today, WWF in your house 8, Beware of Dog 2. The event was to make up for the pay-per-view two days earlier, uh, being knocked out during production because of a severe thunderstorm. The home audience got three matches live in addition to the two matches taped on Sunday night. Uh, while the live crowd got a full card, including a WWF Superstars taping. 20 years ago, Brian Lawler was released after he had been arrested for drug possession charges in Calgary, where Raw's war was taking place that evening. Apparently, Brian decided to cross the border even after the WWF warned its roster about crossing the border with contraband. Dumbass! Also, members of the Hart family were in attendance for Raw that night. Patriarch Stu, oldest son Smith and Bruce, and daughters Diane and Ellie. Martha, the widow of Owen Hart, said it would be disgusting if any member of the family showed up, and this would further divide a wedge between the Hart family and Martha. On that evening's show, Chris Jericho defeated the Big Show to win the WWF Hardcore Championship, only to lose the title moments later to Rhino. Stone Cold Steve Austin defeated Chris Benoit via Montreal Screw Job submission to retain the WWF Championship. Yeah, it's a shame with uh, Brian uh, having so many uh, unfortunate demons uh, cloud his uh, career. And you know, as far back as 20 years ago, as you were saying, uh, being released and having the issue coming across the border. And just a few years ago, he passed away of a suspected suicide uh but uh that's being contested in court and jerry lawler is uh, suing the county uh where the jail was that brian was at for a wrongful death and i think that's uh going forward uh very shortly hmm. 
18 years ago, NWA strips Dan Severn of the NWA World Heavyweight Championship due to not being able to defend the championship at the upcoming first NWA TNA pay-per-view due to a schedule conflict. In reality, TNA had no interest in Dan Severn as the champion. TNA was renting the NWA championship and tank titles as part of a five-year deal. Severn's old WWF and UFC rival Ken Shamrock would go on to win the NWA title. Thirteen years. Sorry, go ahead. They didn't strip him of the title for that uh, lovely mustache? No, not at all. That's a fine mustache. 13 years ago, former WCW color analyst Mark Madden was fired from ESPN Radio in Pittsburgh a week after his remarks regarding U.S. Senator Edward Ted Kennedy, who had been recently diagnosed with brain cancer. The words that got him fired, I'm very disappointed to hear that Senator Ted Kennedy of Massachusetts is near death because of a brain tumor. I always hoped Senator Kennedy would live long enough to be assassinated. Today, Madden is still doing radio in Pittsburgh. If you want to hear him, tune into 105.9 The X. Yeah, I was never really a fan of Madden, uh, just his voice and presentation. Though, of course, he does uh, know his stuff, and uh, he's uh, been part of uh, StarCast uh, uh, with Conrad Thompson doing the yeah. intros to the different panels. So, you know, he has his place in wrestling. Yes, and he's not terrible. Twelve years ago, Time Warner introduces the that AOL would be spun off as an independent company, effectively ending the largest merger in American history. The merger, which contributed to the demise of WCW, is considered one of the biggest disasters in the history of American business. Uh, the merger had AOL start off at $147 billion and valued at $2 million when it split from Time uh, Warner. I think that is supposed to be $2 billion when it split. Um, a lot of this had to do with the dot-com bubble bursting. There we are. Twelve years ago, John Polis died of kidney failure in Los Angeles, California. He was 78. Born September 8th. 1930 in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, both he and his brother would become known as the Canadian Wrecking Crew. Beginning in 1951, they are former WWF United States tag uh, title holders, three versions of the NWA titles amongst other titles. Tolos as well had a successful singles career as the Golden Greek uh, in the early to mid-70s. Some fans would know him as the short-lived coach uh, in the WWF, briefly managing Mr. Perfect to a loss against Bret Hart at SummerSlam 80, or is that 90-something? Uh, that should be SummerSlam uh, 90. All right. And the Beverly Brothers. Uh, he would also serve as a manager for Herb Abrams' UWF handling Cowboy Bob Orton, Cactus Jack, and the Power Twins, as well as provided color commentary for UWF's weekly show, Fury Hour. On May 29th, 2009, Tolis died of kidney failure. He was 78. Uh, all I remember this guy is it was annoying as hell having them him out there with the whistle. About yeah, his... The only time I remember him uh, being yeah. around was uh, that brief time with uh, Mr. Perfect. I don't even remember him with the Beverly Brothers. So, yeah. You thought Fonzie was annoying with a whistle. 
<laughs> All right. Oh, and it's a happy birthday, uh, 35th birthday to Colby Daniel Lopez, a.k.a. Seth Rollins. Uh, before WWE, Lopez as Tyler Black as a former ROH World and Tag Champion and headed the top heel stable at the age of the fall from 07 to 09. Now he's on the WWE looking like the top, the, the um, top hat guy for the Oh my God! For the ring circus, look at yeah, that outfit. He, he's definitely been uh, rating uh, somebody like Jason Agnew's uh, style. Uh, if you follow Jason Agnew, who is Sunday Night's main event, he has suits like this uh, and tons of them all the time. <laughs> you see him on uh, his uh, Facebook. It's and with Sunday Night's main event and uh, Sunday morning trivia. Yeah, uh, I don't get the whole uh, suit thing, but he's just been really underwhelming since becoming the Monday Night Messiah and going forward, and he's stuck in a uh, feud with Cesaro. Just recently became a father, uh, thanks to uh, being with Becky Lynch. But, yeah, happy birthday to yeah, It's Colby. a nice suit. It's a nice suit. I'd wear that. All right, now we're going on the May 29th. 37 years ago, WWF tapes All-Star Wrestling from the Agricultural Hall in Allentown, Pennsylvania. This says episode had Cindy Lauper confront Captain Lou Albino, Albino, oh, Captain Lou on Piper's pet about his, <laughs> his claim that he managed her career. Lauper would get physical trying to hit both Captain Lou and Piper with her purse until real manager and boyfriend at the time, David Wolf, pulled her away. Captain Lou Albino. Excellent. Albano. Jeez. So, 21 years ago on Nitro, Kevin Nash forfeited the WCW World Heavyweight Championship and gave it to Ric Flair, stating the belt should have been stripped from Flair the previous Nitro. Uh, the hot potato of a world belt would change hands yet again later in the night as Ric Flair would lose the belt to Jeff Jarrett. This was the 11th world title change in seven weeks. Ridiculous. Oh, yes. And it gets more ridiculous. 21 years ago on Raw's War from Vancouver, B.C., Too Cool uh, defeated Edge and Christian to win the WWF Tag Team Championship. Also on the show had the return of Kane, of Kane as he choke slammed many, many superstars. Seven years ago, WWE presented NXT a takeover. Charlotte defeated Natalia in a tournament final to win the vacated NXT Women's Championship. Uh, the title was declared vacant because of Paige holding both the NXT and WWE Women's title. May 30th. 48 years ago at an all-star wrestling taping, uh, Tony Guerrera and Haystacks Calhoun defeated Professor Tanaka and Mr. Fuji to win the WWF Tag Team Championship. 40 years ago in Charlotte, North Carolina, Sweet Ebony Diamond, a masked Rocky Johnson, defeated Greg Valentine to win the NWA TV belt. Yeah, I was trying hard to find a uh, picture of a masked Rocky Johnson. I think I just found a guy using the same name currently rather than a uh, original picture. So that's why we have, unfortunately, an unmasked version of Rocky Johnson with Gene Orkland as our picture. But mm -hmm. it would have been uh, nice to see uh, what he looked like as a 
mask guy if he was very recognizable like Mr. America was with Hulk Hogan under the hood and Andre yeah. as the machines and stuff like that. Especially when you call him stuff like the killer machine. I wonder who's under there. 35 years ago in Houston, Texas, Terry Gordy defeated Hacksaw Jim Duggan in the finals of a one-night tournament to become the first ever Universal Wrestling Federation's heavyweight champion. My God, who let Hacksaw Jim Duggan get that close to winning a, a, a universe like the belt? My God. That would be Cowboy Bill Watts. Wow. Duggan would suffer a head injury during his semifinal match with Kamala when Duggan went to, into a ring post. His head would swell over the next few days to the point where he couldn't close his eyes. Uh, Duggan's wife made Bill Watts tell her husband to go to the hospital. It turned out Duggan had blood poisoning. Shocking. From the Thank goodness he survived of that. Hey, I, I, I like a lot of stuff. You know, if he survived that, and we also know that he survived cancer when yes. he was in WCW. And he, and he survived Legends House, too. Yeah, Legends House. And uh, Driving with the Sheik. Driving with the Sheik. I haven't seen that. I'll have to look for that. Well, we talked about that last week when uh, him and Sheik were on their way to a, a oh, yes. and got pulled over for uh, drugs and speeding, and they were still supposed to fight each other later on. And so they did. For, yes. So much for kayfabe when your opponent and you are going to the same venue, especially in the uh, that era. 25 years ago in Carcass, Pettorino. Uh, uh, oh, geez. Perry, one, one, one up, one up. Oh, I'm all up? Oh, man, I'm going to have trouble when it comes to Puerto Rico, right? Yeah. There we go. Geez. 35 years ago in St. Paul, Minnesota, the Midnight Rockers, Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty, made their WWF debut facing the current WWF champions, the Hart Foundation. The first WWF televised, televised belt was a win over Jose Estrada and Jimmy Jack Funk. Their time in WWF would be cut short because of partying too much. Of course, they would return one year later and stick. Now back to 25 years ago in that place I can't uh, pronounce in Puerto Rico, Sean Marley defeated El Bronco to win the World Wrestling Council Television Championship. He would hold the title for nearly three years and vacated it while working in the WWF as Val Venus. 24 years ago, current heavyweight boxing champion of Finland, Tony the Viking Alomar, who had a brief run as WWF's Luvid Borga in the mid-90s, loses his one and only major mixed martial arts match via submission at UF UFC 13 in just 56 seconds to an alternate called in just three weeks' notice. That guy's name, a future three-time UFC heavyweight and lightweight Heavyweight champion Randy Couture. Legal name for Ludwig is Tony Har Har Helm, uh, who passed away in January of 2010. He was a Finnish politician, athlete, author, actor, and believe it or not, singer. He was a member of the Finnish uh, Parliament from 2003 to 2007. You want to check out someone that is kind of neat, all the things he did in his life? Check out that guy. Uh, I kind of like the Ludwig Borg uh, character because uh, I thought it was just that weak time in wrestling. Yeah, he kind of came off as unique, 
uh, with them uh, there. But uh, apparently, well, listening to uh, things like um, something to wrestle with and those ones uh, with, that Conrad Thompson does, they, he wasn't really that great of a uh, human being and apparently had a swastika uh, tattooed on his lower calf. Mm. So, yeah, uh, quite the uh, views that he had in uh, political life, uh, I guess. But unfortunately, he uh, didn't last long in WWE after an injury. So, and now he's passed away. Yeah, sad. 21 years ago at a Thunder taping in um, Idaho, Chuck Palumbo and Sean Stasiak defeated Chronic, consisting of Brian Clark and Brian Adams, to win the WCW World Tag Team Championship. 13 years ago, WWE.com airs the 513th and last episode of Heat. Uh, Heat debuted as a six-episode series in the summer of 98. It's a happy 66th birthday to that man, Arlian Smith, or he likes to be called Jake the Snake Roberts. The son of famed 60s wrestler Grizzly Smith, Roberts had two runs in the WWF. He also wrestled for AAA, WCW, and ECW in the 90s and made appearances for TNA in the 2000s. Roberts is credited as the inventor of the DDT. Roberts would be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame in 2012. Yeah, it's an amazing story, this guy, because, you know, it's him and guys like Scott Hall and a couple others that whenever you hear a wrestler passed away, you're looking to see if it's their name up there because of how rough their uh, stories are. But um, if you look at the movie uh, Beyond the Mat, he is so messed up and overweight, and his family issues are so crazy uh, that goes on with that. And to see what happens later on in time when he meets up with DDP and it's moved into the accountability house and how uh, overweight he was uh, moving into that and the uh, resurrection of Jake Snake Roberts uh, DVD is quite the uh, story and different from uh, Beyond the Mat. I actually got to uh, see Jake and get a copy of that uh, DVD signed here in London when he was uh, doing his uh, tour. And he tells quite the interesting stories, especially with his feud with uh, Ravishing Rick Rude and uh, some of the women that would uh, get into the ring and kiss Rick uh, had serviced Jake prior to uh, getting into the ring. And yeah, Yikes. there's some interesting stories that way. Uh, he's currently with uh, AEW managing uh, the Murderhawk uh Lance Archer, and also later on tonight, uh, if you get Vice because you're uh, not in Canada, or you get Crave, um, Dark Side of the Ring episode tonight is focusing on the Smith family and some of the stuff that came out during the um, whole thing with uh, Beyond the Mat. There is some... I'm thinking some, uh, if I recall right, incestuous relations. There is child rape going on. And this family is so messed up. Plus, even if you ignore all that, if you were to realize that Grizzly Smith is his dad, that his brother and sister are Sam Houston and Rockin' Robin, 
I would never have connected that family tree together. Maybe get Grizzly Smith and uh, Jake the Snake, but not Rock and Robin and uh, Sam Houston. So if you get a chance, definitely find a way of uh, watching uh, the Resurrection uh, DVD, which I believe is on Amazon, and also uh, finding Crave or Vice TV for uh, Beyond. I mean, uh, Dark Side of the Ring for uh, the latest incarnation of. Oh my God! <laughs> I wish she had a picture of uh, Rock and Robin to put up there. She was fine, or is fine. I don't even know if she's still alive. May thirty first, seventy seven years ago, in Mexico City. Uh, El Santo defeated uh, Tuffy Trisdale in a tournament final to win the Mexican National Middleweight Championship for the third time. 33 years ago at a WWF challenge, wrestling challenge, taping in Fresno, almost one year after being fired for too much party Marty, Michaels and Janetti returned to the WWF. They would drop the midnight and just be known as the Rockers. In the first bout back, they defeated Steve Lombardi and Terry Gibbs. On the same show, Bruce Pritchard made his WWF National Tele Television debut as boisterous, holy crap, red-faced preacher, Brother Love, the televangelist inspired by guys like Jimmy Swaggart and Jim Baker. Yeah, An annoying I've character, been... but well done. I was a fan of Brother Love as well, like uh, just the way he was presented. And obviously people know that I'm a fan of Bruce Pritchard when uh, Conrad started getting him uh, doing different uh, morning uh, things with uh, Bruce. It was like two minutes or something like that every morning at 6 a.m. I'd share on our uh, Scumbag's uh, Facebook page. But to look at Brother Love the way he looks right here, and that was when he debuted, Bruce looks the same age now. I always thought Brother Love was a lot older than what he was, and he was only like in his early 20s uh, doing Brother Love. And yeah, and he's obviously the brother of uh, Dr. Tom Pritchard from uh, uh, Zip of the Body Donnas, and uh, also obviously the uh, Heavenly Bodies. And he's also uh, with uh, Kane. Glenn Jacobs doing their own uh, wrestling school. But Bruce uh, has quite the history uh, going on right now. When you uh, listen back to um, something to wrestle with, and you can find out a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff. It's unfortunate that because of how overworked Vince McMahon is making him, he doesn't get as, uh, as timely on his podcast as he uh, used to be. But I believe they're four years definitely four if not five years into uh doing all these shows and there's so much in the archives and so many things that you can learn about your favorite wrestler or event all right 22 years ago on nitro from houston texas bam bam bigelow and diamond dallas page defeated canyon in saturn who was subbing for raven to win the wcw world tag team championship 17 years ago on Raw from Montreal, Quebec, Canada, La Resistance, Robert Conway and Sullivan Grenier uh, defeated Chris Benoit and Edge to win the World Tag Team Championship. It's a happy 54th birthday to Ian Richard Hodgkinson, a.k.a. Vampiro. 
He uh, spent most of the 90s in Mexican wrestling for CMLL, spent some time in the, the late WCW days, and moved on to Universal Wrestling Association and AAA from 2005 to 2013. Yeah, I remember him doing that Human Torch uh, match with uh, Sting. where You had to climb up the Titan trying to claim a torch and set your opponent on fire. Uh, he's had a lot of health issues. Uh, lately and uh he's also from thunder bay ontario well cool june 1st 33 years ago at a wwf superstar wrestling taping ray trailer makes his wwf debut as a corrupt prison guard the big boss man big boss man would defeat louis spicoli easily that night 25 years ago antonio noki presents world wrestling peace Festival from the Los Angeles Sports Arena in Los Angeles, California. Only uh, just under 6,000 were in attendance in a 17,000-seat arena. This card features stars from WCW, AAA, NJPW, and CMLL. Yeah, it was considered a uh, really big flop. Uh, yeah. There was, a, there was an article but in the Wrestling Observer. It probably was a good show to see. They got a lot of big names in there. Yeah. 25 years ago at ECW Fight the Power in Philly, Shane Douglas defended the ECW World Television Belt in separate matches, defeating El Perico Rancano, Don E. Allen, Devon Storm, and Mikey Whipwreck until losing the belt to Pitbull 2. 13 years ago, ECW presented One Night Stand from the San Diego Sports Arena. Batista defeated Shawn Michaels in the stretcher match. Triple H defeated Randy Orton in the last man standing match to retain the WWE Championship. Edge defeated The Undertaker in a tables, ladders, and chairs match to win the vacated World Heavyweight Championship. With the loss, Undertaker was forced to leave WWE, but not for long. Kind of funny in an ECW uh, one-night stand where most of the big matches, there was no ECW person to be found. Well, by that time, it actually changed to uh, WWE. Uh, ECW branding was only, I believe, on the first two, uh, which was, I believe, 2005 and 2006. Uh-huh. Uh, the, first one, uh, the first one, I think both of them, uh, were from the Hammerstein Ballroom uh, in New York. And the... Uh, second one uh was starting to lead up to the rebirth of the ecw brand the first one was a one-off after the success of the dvd and Hmm. the second one was when uh rob van dam uh telegraphed when he was cashing in his money in the bank and people were having posters saying if cena wins we riot cena Hmm. would toss his t-shirt into the uh crowd like he normally would at a wde show and people were tossing it back at him. So um, that, w- that was the first two. And then, uh, yeah, I think uh, by 2007, they switched it to being a WWE pay-per-view. And a couple of years after that, they dropped the one-night stand uh, name. And pay-per-views going forward would be called Extreme Rules. I think we got one coming up uh, later on in this uh, rundown that is one that stand extreme rules so they had a overlapping of the naming uh oh. one year could be 2009 
but yeah, so eventually uh, they dropped the one night stand uh, name and just named it Extreme Rules. All right, now that that's been laid out for us, thank you, Sean. 12 years ago on Raw from Birmingham, Alabama, Kofi Kingston defeated MVP to win the WWE United States Championship. 11 years ago, Wade Barrett wins the first season of NXT himself, a WWE Championship match at a future pay-per-view. Dave Otunga would finish second, and Justin Gabriel finished third. I actually don't remember Wade Barrett getting his uh, championship match. I could... That totally escapes me, but they had come in uh, the following week, I think it was, no more than two weeks, but I think it was the following Monday they came in, and that's when the Nexus was born and destroyed mm-hmm. everything, and Daniel Bryan got fired and all that, but um, yeah. Well, I think he, he did get a uh, championship match at a feature pay-per-view against John Zena, if I remember. Yeah, he must have, but yeah, it's so unforgettable because... Uh, Unfortunately, Big John, Big Match John didn't want to put people over. Uh, usually Triple H gets that uh, blame, but uh, we'd later find out also at SummerSlam how Cena didn't want to put over Barrett and uh, the rest of Nexus, and that was uh, the destruction of it. Uh, I think a week or two ago we mentioned on the podcast that they are gearing up to do a uh, uh documentary or one of their 24s or whatever it is the untolds of uh nexus because um uh what was his name oh man i can't uh fred rosser uh he's one of the guys on the uh darren young that's his uh nxt name but darren young was uh interviewing for that podcast uh, that documentary so there should be something coming up soon on WWE Network involving the Nexus. And Wade Barrett is currently commentating for uh, the current version of NXT. Alrighty. We're going on to June 2nd, 38 years ago. Hulk Hogan defeated Antonio Noki by countout to win the International Wrestling Grand Prix Tournament and the NWF Championship. Uh, this month was a months-long tournament featuring 10 wrestlers, including Killer Kong, uh, Big John Studd, Andre the Giant, Rusher Kimura, El Canuck, Enrique Vera, Otto Wance, and Akira Made. Uh, competed all in a round-robin tournament with the top two scores facing off in a one-match final to determine the winner. Look how young Hogan is there. On the same show, Tiger Mask defeated uh, Kuniaki Kobayashi uh, to win the NWA World Junior Heavyweight Championship. 34 years ago in Buffalo, New York, the Honky Tonk Man defeated Ricky the Dragon Steamboat to win the WWF Intercontinental Championship. Say what you will about Honky, uh, he would hold the IC belt longer than anyone else in the WWE history at 454 days and i believe there is a uh, a little bit of a story behind why the honky tonk man was chosen to get that ww uh f intercontinental championship yeah um it's been rumored at least uh numerous times uh and i've heard on different podcasts that uh 
Ricky Steamboat wanted to leave uh, thanks to his wife uh, wanting more money or want more prestige for Ricky uh, and more time with the family because uh, Richie had just been born as well. And just with the pressures that uh, his wife was putting on him, he decided to leave. And they were gearing up to, I guess, uh, give the belt to uh, Natural Butch Reed. And he just recently passed away last year. But uh, Butch was supposed to get the title, but he ended up no-showing uh, a couple of events leading up to that. And even that night, he no-showed. And they were trying to figure out who they should uh, get the belt on. And rumor has it that it was Hogan who just pointed over to uh, Wayne and said, how about him? And Vince went with it. And uh, Honky Talk Man went in there that night on the uh, super, uh, Superstars taping and won the title. And as you said, 454 days later, he was holding it until he got uh, immersively squashed by the Warrior at uh, SummerSlam when it was supposed to be against Beefcake. Yeah, that was bullshit when he won that. The Warrior, that is, not Honky. 25 years ago, Raymond Neal Combs Jr., a.k.a. Ray Combs, host of Family Feud, was found hung in a closet in Glendale Adventist Medical Center's psychiatric ward in Glendale, California. He was just 40 years old. Uh, Combs was a stand-up comedian who did warm-ups for sitcoms including The Golden Girls and Amen before he broke through nationally on a guest appearance on The Tonight Show starring Johnny Carson in October of 86. In the 80s, Combs would host the reboot of Family Feud. He would also make an appearance at WrestleMania 8 and a guest commentator for the 93 Survivor Series Heart Family match against Shawn Michaels Knight. Combs would be let go from Family Feud due to ratings and would go with a syndicate version of the show with Richard Dawson. Uh, Dawson would suffer a, sorry, not Dawson, uh, Combs would suffer a car accident in 94, rendering, rendering him in constant pain. Two of his comedy clubs would close, uh, lost both his home and wife. It got real bad. Um, he would be admitted to the psychiatric ward of Glendale Adventist Medical Center and placed on a 72-hour medical observation hold. Uh, despite that, Combs uh, hung himself in a closet at the facility. At the time of his death, he owed 700000 in debts. In debts? Debts? Wow. He would leave behind six children. I really actually liked the guy. I thought he was a good host for Family Feud. Uh, and he did the best he could in his short time around the WWE. Yeah, I would agree with that. I enjoyed watching him uh, on Family Feud uh, syndicated. I remember watching him uh, at home doing that. Uh, it's unfortunate that his WWE stuff was kind of really lame uh, and jokes didn't fall too well. But he was a good host of Family Feud. Yes. Just turning up my monitor. There we go. Uh, 23 years ago, Sylvester Ritter, a.k.a. the Junkyard Dog, was killed in an automobile accident in Forest, Mississippi. He was 45 years old. On June 2nd, 98, as Ritter returned from his daughter LaToya's high school graduation in Wadesboro, North Carolina, he fell asleep at the wheel and suffered what would be a fatal single car accident in Forest, Mississippi. A big loss. 
18 years ago, Frederick Kenneth Blassie, a.k.a. Classy Freddie Blassie, died of heart heart and kidney failure in Hartsdale, New York. He was 85 years old. A little bit on him. He is the fellow that uh, pretty much coined the phrase pencil neck geek. 17 years ago at a NWA TNA weekly pay-per-view in Nashville, Jeff Jarrett defeated Ron Killings, AJ Styles, Raven, and Chris Harris in a King of the Mountain match to win the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Yeah, this okay. week on... Oh, go ahead. Uh, yeah, sorry, this week on uh, my... Um, what was it? My uh, Life with uh, Jeff Jarrett, or My Story. That's a uh, podcast that he has with Conrad. Uh, he's actually talking about the birth of uh, the TNA uh, concept and the uh, weekly pay-per-view uh, ideas. That's where I'm at right now. He kind of regrets the uh, business uh, side of things with his dad. Uh, he said, never go into business with your family. Uh, even though he had the uh, two-thirds of the stake in it and his dad had a third, uh, it still was a bad combination for father and son to work together. And there was a lot of uh, dissension and uh, unrest between them. And even uh, they didn't talk for a long time after it all happened. I'm not sure if they're on talking terms now. It sounds like they might be. But uh, yeah, definitely as an interesting story of how I basically went from War Wrestling All-Stars uh, concept that was traveling to being uh, what spawned the idea for doing TNA. 14 years ago, promotion Shimmer would crown the first ever Shimmer champion. Uh, in the uh, championship finals, Sarah Del Rey defeated Lacey to become the first Shimmer champion. Yeah, she's currently a uh, trainer for uh nxt and i believe the uh girlfriend if not uh, more serious relations with cesaro oh i wonder how many times cesaro can spin her around nine years ago tna announces via press release that the company is introducing its own hall of fame at slammiversary later in the month the first to be inducted in their 10th anniversary special would be the stinger Seven years ago on Raw, Dave Batista quits WWE for a second time, just one night after Evolution was swept out of payback by The Shield in an elimination tag team match. He left this time to promote Guardians of the Galaxy. And, and The Shield includes, implodes on the show as well. Sorry? Yeah, so we got a picture of him as Drax. Which yeah. I think he's now done doing Drax, and he might be moving on to DC Comics, I've heard and possibly doing a uh, revival of Bane uh, for a future Batman movie. Oh, Bane. Okay, I thought you said fame. I was like, what? <laughs> and then, of course, there's the turn of oh, Seth yeah. Rollins on the shield as he got behind his brothers and took the... You know, he did a, such a good job of falling down and selling that. Yeah, like, he lands right neck on the ropes. Very nice. Triple H and Orton were watching, and then Seth ends up joining them, and the authority was born. Watch it one more time. Ugh, there you go. Um, it is a 40th birthday for Jamie Lynn Sankar, a.k.a. Velvet Sky. Ooh, showing a little waist. 
Yeah. Yeah, well, to have it. Sorry, go ahead. Just wanted to point out that Billy Kidman gets credit as being one of the overachievers in wrestling because he ended up marrying uh, Tori Wilson. There's other overachievers such as Test and David uh, Flair who end up getting with uh, Stacy Keebler. But I would also include Bully Ray as being an overachiever because that man gets to go home to Velvet Sky. Well, you know, the, he's an overachiever in the ring, so why not out in the whatever you want to call it? And it's a happy 44th birthday for Alan Neal Jones, a.k.a. the phenomenal one, A.J. Styles. And Lex Luger is 63, and he'd be glad he got mentioned. What a jerk. Fuck the Lex Express. You're not my hero. Damn, that video and song is awesome. Yep. And I still have not forgiven him for what happened with Elizabeth. But I guess karma is somewhat of a bitch because all the drugs that he ended up uh, doing uh, ended up coming back to haunt him. And I don't wish any ill will on anybody for anything, to be honest. But when all the drugs came back to haunt him uh, and made him paralyzed and he's now having to use a wheelchair, he, he does have excuse me, some motion and everything. I think he can walk with the cane, but a lot of his time is spent in a wheelchair. And that's kind of, as I said, karma biting you in the ass. Because unlike other guys who use drugs, cleaned up, and were taken away from us like Hawk and Eddie Guerrero, Lex still has to uh, face the music every day of his life choices. Whether he's found God and... Uh, reverted and tried to be a better person that's a different story but with what happened with him and elizabeth no thanks for coming out buddy well here he is a, a spokesman for um not doing drugs and all that so at least he's got that yep Moving on to June 3rd and more rockers for you. 34 years ago at a wrestling challenge taping in Rochester, New York, the Midnight Rockers defeated Jose Estrada and Jimmy Jack Funk. However, the match would never air due to Michaels and Janetti having a drunken disturbance at the hotel that night. They would be fired, but would return a year later as the rockers. Um... Also, Mr. T would return to WWF TV for the summer, mostly as a guest secondary referee. 32 years ago in Boston, Massachusetts, Dusty Rhodes makes his WWF television debut at a house show broadcasted on NESN Sports. The common man, if you will, would substitute for Jake the Snake Roberts, defeating the million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase. 30 years ago, at a WCW Worldwide taping in Birmingham, Alabama, stunning Steve Austin defeated beautiful Bobby Eaton to win the WCW World Television Championship. Also debuting was Austin's valet and wife at the time, Lady Blossom, a.k.a. Jenny Clark. Yeah, uh, their marriage, uh, unfortunately, didn't last uh, as long as one would hope. I think they have two daughters uh, together. But I guess uh, other than being a ballet for him, uh, her probably biggest uh, claim to fame in wrestling is the fact that she asked Steve to drink his tea 
before it got stone cold while he was figuring out a new name for himself and had a list of really shitty uh, ideas from WD uh, Idea uh, Machine. And he jokingly said, I think it was on a Howie Mandel uh, episode of his talk show, that he was thankful that Genie didn't say drink your tea before it gets a tad chilly because he could have been tad chilly. Yes. 18 years ago. And I, I, I think also he, he uh, said that on Conan O'Brien. Yep. He probably uh, told that story on yeah. different uh, shows. 18 years ago at a SmackDown taping, Rey Mysterio defeated Matt Hardy to win the WWE Cruiserweight Championship. A big surprise return happened as Kurt Angle returned only after three months off for neck surgery. The short time was because of less evasive surgery approach. 17 years ago, TNA taped its first ever episode of Impact from Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida. Impact would air on Fox Sportsnet. Uh, This was the introduction of the six-sided ring and some modified set of rules which only would apply for impact tapings, such as the 10-minute time limits for non-title matches, 30 minutes for title matches. In the event the match went to the full-time limit, three judges at ringside would render a decision. The first incarnation of the show would last just 51 episodes when Fox Sports doesn't renew. On the episode, two of the big matches was Americans Most Wanted, Chris Harris and James Storm, defeated Kid Cash in Dallas to win the NWA World Tag Team Championship, and AJ Styles defeated Alex Skipper, Chris Sabin, and Michael Shane to earn a TNA X Division Championship match. 14 years ago, WWE presented One Night Stand Extreme Rules. Uh, There was a stretcher match, a tables match, a ladder match with the Hardys and Haas and Benjamin, a lumberjerk match, a McMahon street fight with Lashley, and a pudding match with Michelle defeating Melina. Um, Sean, would you eat any of that pudding after they fought in it? No. All right. No, thank you. I just wonder. Uh, Edge defeated Batista in a steel cage match to retain the World Heavyweight Championship. And John Cena defeated the Great Cali in a Falls Count Anywhere match to retain the WWE Championship. Thirteen years ago at a SmackDown taping in Los Angeles, uh, California Natalia won a qualifying match for the Diva title, beating five others in a Golden Dreams Gold Star on a Poles match. Uh, also, Cousin Sal of Jimmy Kimmel Live fame defeated Santino Morella. Jimmy Kimmel and Rowdy Piper were at ringside in Sal's corner. And the last thing of this round is five years ago, the worst Uh, The world lost a boxing legend in Cassius Marcellus Clay Jr., a.k.a. Muhammad Ali. Uh, He died of septic shock in Scottsdale, Arizona. He was 74. Just a small glimpse of his career. He was born January 17, 1942 in Louisville, Kentucky. He was the older of two boys. He became boxing. He began boxing at age twelve. Uh, became the most successful, uh, the most successful amateur boxer in Kentucky history. Uh, he turned pro in October of nineteen sixty. 
He at first was hated because of his jaw-jacking interviews. Shortly after winning the heavyweight title, Clay would change his name and convert to Islam, becoming Muhammad Ali. He was on track to become a star until he was drafted by the military. Ali refused to go, so the Louisville draft board said, I'll use George Carlin's summary of, if you won't kill for your country, we won't let you beat people up, halting his boxing career. He couldn't fight in the States, and his passport revoked, and he dodged the draft and was sentenced to five years in prison and fined $10,000, which was about $73,400 in today's American dollars. Ali remained free while his case went through the appeals process. Ali would return after three and a half years when his conviction was overturned by the U.S. Supreme Court in 1971 by a unanimous vote. He went back to beating people up for a living. And that is the end. This Week in Wrestling History is compiled from the vast land of Google, Wikipedia, CageSiteSeats.com, and of course, most importantly, you guys from fans and journalists that had front rows to seat front row seats to history. And of course, CoolBet.com and sports uh, book betting and casino game site. Uh, CoolBet, stay cool, bet responsibly. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for taking us through this uh, trip through uh, history over our Thursday night, uh, Thursday lunch hour. And uh, hopefully everybody is enjoying our shows. You can always be a part of any of our shows or uh, leave us a comment by contacting us at uh, scumbags wrestling, uh, dot, dot ca scumbags wrestling at gmail.com. Go to our Facebook page, uh, it's under scumbags wrestling or scumbags wrestling podcast. Uh, there's so many ways you can be part of our shows. Uh, we always have space available on our fantasy warfare tournaments. Uh, so if you're wanting to be a part of that, let us know. Our uh, Thursday night show, uh, we're trying to make interactive, so almost a call in show. You can also be a part of it that way. Uh, we try and post a link of how you can get in and uh, be a part of it with your views. We're going to be uh, on later on today with the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. Things are in a good place. We're going to be able to do it uh, tonight. So we'll catch up on the news from last week and this week, including looking at uh, last Sunday's uh AEW Double or Nothing pay-per-view. Uh, both uh, Jonesy and I believe Stephen will be uh, caught up on watching that if they want to uh, make comment on what uh, was happening on that show. I've uh, caught up and finished watching it. Uh, just very long show with the buy-in and the uh, four hours for the pay-per-view. But uh, you'll get our uh, view on that and as well look at the news. Four hours? Four hours. Ugh. Well, Ugh. you can do it in parts. You got time. But uh, yeah, so we'll see uh, how that all goes. But please join us later on tonight for the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. And thank you for joining us yesterday for the Fantasy Warfare Tournament. We have that every Wednesday at 6, give or take, uh, if we go live uh, and where we are. But uh, yeah, thank you for uh, joining us. And we will see you all later on. Have a good one.